0: Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George.
1: And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 24 for me and season 28 for George.
0: This is day 24 of season 96, the penultimate day, uh, which is also uh, divisible into the season number. (laughs) Which is a thing I've been noticing but haven't been commenting on, because I have such a pathetic math score that frankly I shouldn't. (laughs) Question one asks us uh, for the most famous character of Patricia Highsmith's works.
1: Yes, um, and the one that was probably most famously made into a film, The Talented Mr. Ripley, um, which I have not read. Um, I've sort of read about the books rather than read them, but um, it, you know, just definitely kind of an interesting, as the question notes, uh, amoral, anti-hero um kind of so awful that you're fascinated by him uh, sort of character. Uh so I put down Ripley.
0: Yeah, same here. I uh had this pretty much right on. I don't I didn't remember his first name. Mm. Um I just remembered yeah it's the talented Mr. Ripley, so should I put Mr. Ripley? No, I think I'll just put Ripley. Well, mm-hmm. that'll, that'll presumably be enough.
1: Sure. And Tom Ripley was the correct answer.
0: I saw in the movie. I've never read That's... any of the books.
1: I did, too, um, yeah. uh, and did enjoy the movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it, it has Matt Damon in a green Speedo, so what are you going <laughs> to... I'm never going to not enjoy that. Um, question two asks us, uh, what power was aligned against Russia, Denmark, Brandenburg, and Austria in the First Northern War and was finally um, brought down in its dominance of the Baltic by the Great Northern War in 1721.
0: Uh, this is one that I didn't know entirely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, my first thought was maybe Prussia? Then I thought, no, because Prussia was had its zenith later than that. Mm. Like it was uh, it, it was not really, and I don't know that it was ever really dominant, per se,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, especially of the Baltic. Uh, So I figured, okay, this, uh, and I I thought about, okay, where are these countries? Russia, uh, looking, thinking about them on a map, Russia, Denmark, Brandenburg, and what's now uh, Germany, Austria to the south of, or to the east of all of those, or the east of most of those. Anyway, (laughs) I I tried to picture them arrayed on a map, and 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 they're kind of an arc Mm -hmm. pointing northward. So I figured, okay, it's, it's probably one of the Scandinavian ones.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: probably not Finland, which is historically not a strong military power, uh, at least outside of Finland. Um, it's al- we've already got Denmark, so it's probably either Sweden or Norway. Mm-hmm. And I know that Sweden was a great military power in the, days, the, the early part of the 18th century and the 17th century and around there. So I thought, yeah, this this is probably Sweden. I never actually studied this, uh, these wars, but that sounded right to me that it was Sweden.
1: Yeah, I had a similar thought process where, you know, I, I did the same kind of triangulation of, you know, what are how are all of these countries that are mentioned in the question? How are they arranged um, in the world and on a map and essentially around the Baltic um, and I definitely had the impression that of the three countries that are kind of you know on or near the Scandinavian Peninsula, uh, I thought Sweden was the likeliest candidate. I did kind of pass over some of the countries on the eastern coast of the Baltic, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, or some confederation thereof. Um, but it didn't kind of that. That's the kind of thing that maybe gets a little bit beyond the expectations of learned league, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if it wasn't a modern day country name, um, then that's, that's a pretty deep cut, um, in some ways. So, and I didn't think that, you know, their military might was not likely to be that notable. Um, and it's really, there's, you know, clearly the, the dominance of the Baltic is going to be seafaring kind of mm. military might. Um, so I thought, well, Sweden's kind of in the middle of all these states that are kind of allied against something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that it was pretty likely that that, that was uh, the country that it was going to turn out to be. Um, I thought, you know, especially with the Baltic being part of the question that Norway's kind of on the other side, so it's it would be facing out towards the Atlantic more so than um, into the Baltic. Um, and Finland, like you said, is doesn't really have that reputation of um military strength so Hmm. I, i did kind of the same uh circling around to sweden that you did and that was correct indeed
0: question three asks us for the nickname of the entertainment pioneer born luther robinson
1: this one um was certainly my best pull of the day um you know spoiler alert there i guess um, where it took me a while to kind of figure out, okay, this is a performer born in 1878. So we're looking at someone who might have, um, began a notable career in the early 20th century. Um, this sounds like it could be, you know, potentially a black performer, someone who might be in vaudeville, um, you know, just kind of thinking about all of those types of entertainers. And we're asked about that nickname that endures to this day. So, um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, with a brief diversion into like blues singers, like is this someone whose nickname would be, you know, that we would just know. But it seemed like it was asking that, that we would identify um, sort of the nickname having almost a second life not you know not closely associated with the person still but the nickname kind of severed from that Mm, um okay and so at the same time i was kind of bouncing around like luther robinson well he took his brother's first name so it's something robinson sort of like nickname something robinson you know something nickname robinson and uh after just kind of cycling through a lot of this and having to shoot away a lot of, um, you know, sort of old school black performers. I think of like Red Fox and like people who are not clearly not in the right time period for the question. Um, it finally popped in like, Oh, Mr. Bojangles was that it was, and he was Bill Bojangles Robinson specifically like, mm. um, and that kind of all clicked for me. And I also at the same time realized like, Okay, Bojangles is still a fast food restaurant name. Um, and so that's the part that endures to this day. There's okay. kind of, okay. um, I think it's like a southern mm-hmm. um, restaurant. We certainly don't have them up in Michigan, but I've, I've yep. heard of them. And um, I don't know if I've been to one, um, but I know of them. And I thought, okay, that's checking off all the boxes here on our question checklist. Mm-hmm. So I put down Bojangles.
0: Uh, I started <laughs> my first read through. I thought, "Oh, is this Smoky Robinson?" <laughs> and then I looked at the year again and realized, no, <laughs> no I believe Smoky Robinson is still alive and not a hundred and fifty-five <laughs> years old.
1: Um, I mean, he I played like with would the have, miracles. I would have. So heard, it yeah, could be.
0: I would have. I would have heard if either of those things was incorrect. Um, so then, I, okay, so it's someone more in the past, Jackie Robinson. And then I did the math again and I thought, no. Jackie Robinson was not nearing 70 <laughs> when he debuted in the major leagues. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So,
0: okay, I gotta go back farther. And I thought, okay, so probably this person started being famous, like, right around the turn of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Right in that 1900s, thereabouts, very late 1890s. And I thought, wasn't there, like, a circus impresario who was in, 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 you know, like, the the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey, and was there a Robinson in there somewhere? And just nothing landed for me there. So I tried to think, okay, well, what entertainment pioneer would have been super famous in around 1900? More of a vaudeville kind of, uh, kind of milieu. I don't even know if I'm using that word right. Mm -hmm. Um and for some reason, that just immediately snapped to okay, some uh, uh, someone someone who dances, some uh, mm. it's a singer mm-hmm. and dancer, mm-hmm. and that just immediately dropped Mister Bojangles into my into my mind and thought, oh okay, was it Bojangles? Something Mister Bojangles Robinson? That sounds right. Uh, is does the and like you, that the nickname endures to this day? Okay, well it doesn't mean for him, so it's clearly something that's still. A thing a word such as it is and yeah Bojangles the restaurant Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he's you know still remembered primarily under that name as well so Mm -hmm. yeah we'll go with Bojangles Mm -hmm. Uh, more specifically Mr. Bojangles so Ah. I hope that'll work
1: I should think so um because it's I mean the certainly Mr. Bojangles was the way that nickname was used I think Mm -hmm. with him um But Bojangles was indeed the correct answer. Um, Question four asks us about a video game that uh, the name of which evokes a famous line from the first Top Gun and is a uh, car racing game with many versions.
0: Uh, So I wouldn't have gotten this if not for the Top Gun thing, but this was Mm. clearly the I feel the need, the need for speed. And that made me think, yeah, is there a is there a need for speed video game series i think so and my brain wanted it to be slightly different like <laughs> evoking as in not exactly and it just didn't quite nestle in correctly into that space in my brain but mm-hmm. i couldn't come up with anything that was close to that but wasn't quite that so i you know, played around with, like, different prepositions in there. Need of speed? No. Need to speed? Maybe. Need for speed? Yeah, I think it's just need for speed. Okay, yeah, we'll go with need for speed, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this one uh, is, you know, kind of two things that are not really in my uh, my bailiwick. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't, you know, the names of the games kind of... Uh, rang bells faintly but like I wasn't playing these games at all um, especially that they were coming out in 1994 and 1995 to start um, and so I was left kind of thinking about Top Gun quotes which I don't exactly recite in my head mm-hmm. on a regular basis uh, the only one that would come to me is the the one where somebody says negative Ghost Rider the pattern is full Mm-hmm. That's the only one that I could pick up on. And unfortunately, Ghost Rider sounded like a perfect name for a racing game that that would have have all these different editions. Um, And I was like, great. I figured this one out in spite of only knowing, you know, a (laughs) tiny portion of half the question. Um, And so I put down Ghost Rider very happily.
0: Reasonable. Mm. But it was Need for Speed.
1: I think Ghost Rider is a better name, as a matter of fact.
0: Yeah, but it's probably copyrighted. Probably. Marvel owns it,
1: Oh, yeah, you know, it's definitely that.
0: Yeah. Question five gives us some dumbass
1: math thing.
0: (laughs) What, you know, something about adding your divisors and blah, blah, blah. What kind of numbers are these?
1: Yeah, this one uh, irks me only in the sense that I passed right over the answer that I could have put down. Um, I thought about all sorts of different things that this could be. I thought, is this like a reflexive number? Because, it, you know, is it like an introspective number? Is it something like something that kind of um, reflects the fact that it's, you know, composed of these things in two different ways or something like that? Um, and so I finally thought, well, this is Euclid. So it should be something that maybe sounds like it could vaguely derive from Greek because Euclid was Greek, right? Was he? Sounds right. I I think. Um, And so uh, I ended up going with ideal because I thought that sounds like one that could be um, that, that, you know, clearly this is going for something about, I don't know, the beauty or the symmetry or something about these numbers that is pleasing to, you know, people. Because I, I can't imagine there's a lot of practical use of them. It's just kind of an interesting thing that numbers can do on an occasional basis, um, as far as I know. So, um, uh, yeah, I I thought, you know, is this, are these perfect numbers? No, we've had a question about that recently, and they wouldn't repeat it. And besides, that doesn't sound quite right. So, you know, kind of uh, glossed over that possibility um, and ended up putting down Ideal.
0: For some reason, I know this. Mm. I don't know why. I just, I remember for for some reason, there's a part of my brain, probably one that should be more devoted to what spices go together better, (laughs) but instead remembers that numbers that their divisors add up to the number itself is a perfect number, Mm. which is just the dumbest thing.
1: Mm.
0: just absolutely like, yeah. So...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm going to read from a friend Slack today. Somebody <laughs> tweeted, you know, this was a tangential discussion that, ha- that actually had nothing to do with this. The people discussing it, I think, don't even play. Okay. But uh, someone tweeted, yet another old Erdos problem falls. Cedric Pilot, a graduate student at Oxford, has constructed a set which is both a side set and an asymptotic basis of order three. To which someone <laughs> else, who is himself a particle physicist, mind you, mm-hmm. Says a lot of number theory seems to be based on a dare, <laughs> and yeah, like there's so many of these things that are like, oh, the the Gottsford numbers, which are only <laughs> like these this thing plus this thing divided by this thing, and there's only seven of them, and like who cares? Who cares about perfect numbers? Mm-hmm. Do they do anything? Are they useful in any way other than hey, look, they, uh, if you add up their divisors, they it's the number.
1: That's not a thing stop making it a thing yeah it doesn't seem to do much for anybody um but perfect numbers is the correct answer yeah well Um, okay got a couple of points off of that i'm sure uh, well i you know for for honor's sake i will also add that ideal numbers are a thing they're just not this thing right um there there's some other you know again you know esoteric enough What, what they, do you mean? They're are, an actual thing? Like, yeah, they, they're they're an actual thing. I, that's, but it,
0: but I mean like perfect numbers aren't a thing. That's not a that's a that's a thing we made up. Okay, that's what I mean. Yeah. Is like it's there there are numbers that we didn't make up. You know, there's the the standard numbers one mm-hmm. two three four five. Okay, you yeah, can yeah. have five things and that's a number. Interesting. And I know sure. that there are mathematicians out there right now who are like, oh no, that's a completely incorrect. Blah blah blah. and Here's all the reasons. But like <laughs> perfect numbers aren't a thing. Like if you mm-hmm. just if you if you look across the 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 entirety of the universe, it doesn't form this pattern of like, oh yeah, one thing, then six things, then twenty eight things, then four hundred and ninety-six things. Oh no. No. That's not a thing.
1: Well, I so. hope Euclid is listening to this podcast. Yeah, it's Euclid <laughs> so had nothing better to do. <laughs> which is fine. It's probably true. But don't
0: pretend that this is important, people. Come on.
1: Well, it is literally trivia.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. It's fine for it to be here, but.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. (laughs) Um, uh, Question six asks us, what building is on the back of the $100 bill?
0: Uh, So I knew this was uh, the important one in Philadelphia where lots of stuff happened, Mm -hmm. uh, which, of course, is Constitution Hall. Yeah. And there we go. Isn't it just? Yeah. Yeah. Really should be.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought of as well. Yeah. i don't know why i think that i i feel like is there a constitution hall somewhere else
0: there's a constitution center in philadelphia okay which is i i i don't i didn't even bother looking closely enough to see whether it was like where the constitution was hacked out or anything or whether they did in the same place which would make sense because you know i had a perfectly good hall right there but yeah um yeah i don't know uh so yeah it was independence hall
1: yep and I put down Constitution Hall as well, thinking that was it. Yep. So uh, Seems
0: like that would have made more sense. but
1: I think I may even have been to Independence Hall because I took mm-hmm. that trip into Philadelphia the one time we yep. were on vacation there um, mm-hmm. with the one kid who actually wanted to go around and look at stuff like that Yeah. on uh, a very hot summery mm-hmm. uh, week that we were there. So understandably, a lot of people just wanted to, <laughs> you know, crawl into the cave of their hotel rooms yeah. at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, this is one just, just like, okay, I guess. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm. So, um, and it's, it's interesting because it gives us all this, just a ton of superfluous detail (laughs) in this question when it's really just, it's the, the one that's on the back of the bill. And it mentions that it's, it's the only one that's outside of Washington, Mm D.C. Well, okay. Like almost all buildings are outside of Washington, (laughs) D.C. Um. So it uh, ended me up with three out of six on the day. So Oof. womp, womp. I had five. Yeah, I got a feeling I'm going to
0: score pretty well because yeah. American History is my third best category. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty dumb, easy one for <laughs> to to uh, to get for someone who's good at American History. Especially yeah. since none of the other ones are my top two categories, which is uh, television or film. Mm. You could you could you could call the Ripley one that, but it specifically refers to the novels.
1: Yeah, that that's a that's going to be literature. So, yeah,
0: I have a feeling that's probably going to be literature. So I'm, uh, I may well pull out a Dolly today.
1: Right, you know, it's just it's a stealth film one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it is explicitly film a little bit because of Hitchcock being mentioned in it, but um, you know that's yeah yeah I don't know what to make of this one because I'm not sure what category. Uh, uh, Bilbo jangles. Robinson should be in, per se, is that theater?
0: Probably, but maybe also just kind of a lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or just, good know, question. Yeah, because honestly, I don't
0: even know. Uh, I I don't know whether he was a vaudeville performer per se, mm. or whether he was you know, I, I guess you would you would call all live performers theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, and similarly, like, the Need for Speed one, that might play for people a little easier than the average game sport. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's I, true. That one's, I'm hopeful that people that will be like, oh, one as well. yeah, you've got to a film score in there. Yeah. Um, and maybe I won't lose quite as many points on that, but I'm probably losing a bunch on the math. And uh, I'm, I've been getting a little better at American History, but that one's an annoying one to miss. Yeah.
0: Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for our last post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.